You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. I hope everyone is having a great day. As always, I'm your host, Austin. And I just want to say thank you, guys. Because if you've just listened to the beginning of this episode, then that means I've just gotten my first sponsor from Anchor. So this is very exciting for me. And I've been doing this for over a year now. And to have my first... Have my first sponsor on Anchor... Is pretty exciting. So I have you guys to thank for that. Because you are the ones that are listening to my podcast every week. And I thank you all so much for that. Because without you, none of this would be possible. So yeah, I will be making money every time my ad plays. So every time you click on an episode and you hear that ad play out, thank you. Thank you for your support. All right, guys. If you've been paying attention to wrestling at all this week, then you will see that WWE has put out their top heels and top baby faces for their roster on Twitter the other day. Or maybe it was the day before yesterday, I don't know. So we're going to talk about that today. There's a lot of names on here that's shocking in a lot of places. So, let's start off with the top baby faces. Which, to me, isn't a shocking list. But, it might be a little surprising. Okay, so, the first name on this list as WWE's top babyface is Bobby Lashley. Now, Bobby Lashley being the top babyface of the company isn't surprising, but then again it is. Now, I'm definitely okay with Bobby Lashley being the top babyface because he definitely deserves it. 
he is a great baby face. I mean, he's killing it right now. Mind you, he hasn't been a baby face for long. Only a few weeks, I think, upon his return, he's he's been a baby face. But I, I love Lashley's a baby face, and I'm hoping he gets a big push. Now, I did like Bobby as a heel. I thought he did great as a heel. But let's be honest, Bobby Lashley could work heel or babyface. It does not matter. And having him beat almost or almost or whatever you want to say his name, having him feud with almost and beat him at WrestleMania will kind of further him as a babyface. You know, it will elevate him a little more. Not only as a babyface, but just as a as a dominant superstar. Because that's how you book Bobby Lashley. You want you want to book him as a dominant superstar going forward. And having him beat somebody as big and as tall as almost does just that. Now a lot of people are saying, you know, Bobby's bearing almost in a way. Well let's be honest, you know. Are we going to see a lot from almost in the near future? I doubt it. I don't know. Because almost isn't very ag- isn't very agile. He's not very athletic. He's just big. He's strong, you know. Do I expect him to get a big push? Not really. Guess he's getting somewhat of a push now. But I feel like we'll f- we'll slowly f- see that, you know, fizzle down a little bit. But I do think, you know, pairing MVP with almost will kind of help him more. So with that being said, I don't feel like Bobby Lashley is bearing almost, as some would think. Because I feel like almost having MVP is going to help him. Because it's been said before that every giant needs a manager. And we've seen that in WWE before. So, whatever almost is lacking in skill, MVP can kind of pick up. MVP can cut the promos, you know, almost can be dominant. Sort of like a Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar type deal. Back when Paul Heyman was cutting the promos and Brock Lesnar was doing the ring work. So, booking Bobby to, you know, to beat almost at WrestleMania was not a a big deal. Because, as you can see with Monday Night Raw, they are furthering this feud. They are moving forward and, and doing more. So we will get Bobby Lashley versus almost two eventually. Assuming it's a backlash. So I definitely think that having Bobby Lashley as their top babyface is a good idea because Bobby Lashley could definitely work. He does not need a manager like MVP. So I think 
WWE is definitely doing a good job and having MVP side with somebody like Omos who who would elevate more um, other than Bobby Lashley who doesn't need one because like I said he's dominant without one he has skill he's he's you know built a former MMA fighter and hopefully you know uh, soon to be real champion again. Hopefully soon. I hope so. So I see no problem with Bobby Lashley coming in at number one on the top babyface list. I am a little surprised at number two, though, guys, and that's Cody Rhodes. Now, I get that Cody is a big star. Cody Rhodes returning... Coming home to WWE, that's a big deal, right? Of course, but he hasn't really been around that often. Yes, we've seen him in a few matches so far, but can we really put him on this list as a top baby-faced being so soon? I mean, I, I guess I, I kind of, this was kind of iffy to me. And I'm not being biased against Cody. You guys know how I feel again about Cody. I, I do think Cody is good in the ring. Um, I was very critical of Cody's skills in the past. But I do think he's good. But I just don't know if he would make this list going forward so soon. He is a big name, don't get me wrong, but there's so many other superstars. Because honestly, AJ Styles comes in at number three. And I honestly, I would put him at number two right now. Because he, AJ Styles is one of their top baby faces. Even if, you know, he's kind of went down in the court a little bit, he is one of their top baby faces. AJ Styles is one of their top stars in general on Monday Night Raw. So I feel like Cody and AJ need to kind of fight for that spot. <laughs> you know, um, that one was a little surprising to me when I saw that list. Cody coming in at number two and AJ coming, coming in at number three. But what baffles me the most out of the top three baby faces on this list is that Brock Lesnar is not a top baby face at all. And some could also say that it could be tied between Bobby Lashley and Brock. Because I think 
while we all love Bobby Lashley being a babyface, Brock Lesnar is also doing a great job being a babyface. And this is something new. This is something refreshing. Because we've seen Lashley as a babyface before, but we haven't really ever seen Brock Lesnar as a babyface. And the fans love it. I love it. And it's something to really look forward to every time we see Brock Lesnar now. He's on the mic. He's having fun. So it's really kind of tough to see Bobby Lashley take that number one spot. Um, and then Brock Lesnar, not even on the list at all. But I'm not complaining because, like I said, I, I, I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan. I do think he deserves it. So like, I, like I'm definitely okay with it. Now, I don't know if we'll see Brock Lesnar again. I assume we will. We know we will, we just don't know when. So Bobby Lashley taking this number one spot for now until he returns is fine. Maybe we need to see a Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar match, you know? I would definitely love to see it. I think we did see it not long ago, did we? We did, actually. <laughs> you know, um, and it wasn't that great. I remember, okay, now I remember that, guys. That match was not that great. They could have done more. Um, so maybe we need to see a Brock versus Bobby 2. Maybe WWE can right their wrongs. We could see a second match. So let's be honest, they're both MMA fighters, right? So could we see, a, you know, some some sort of MMA match? That'd be pretty cool. Be different. Being in a WWE ring and not an octagon, but it'd be cool. That would be a great match. But those are your top three baby faces: Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes, and AJ Styles. Good list. But like I said, I would kind of put AJ Styles second, maybe Cody Rhodes third. Being that Cody Rhodes hasn't been a baby face for long, AJ Styles, he's been there for a while. I think he's on the number two spot. Just my opinion. But those are your top baby faces. Now on to your top heels. This is shocking who comes at number one. Because I will tell you now, it's not Roman Reigns. Shockingly. It's Seth Rollins. Coming in at number one. Now I'm not saying that Seth Rollins does not deserve the number one spot. But let's be honest, we all know who the number one hill should be. And that should be the top guy, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Because the man has worked his ass off as a hill. 
Now, while I do like Seth Rollins as a, as a heel, I, I feel like Roman is just a step ahead. He is the universal champion, the undisputed universal champion, you know, holding two titles. How could you not make him number one? You know, I, I feel like this list is a little absurd. And I could be mistaken. But not having Roman Reigns come in at number one is a little silly to me, considering how hard the guy has worked. You know, with this whole pandemic era, we did not see Roman for months and months. And then he returned. He returned... And he has put so much work into his character and, and so much time and effort. And I wouldn't be surprised that tomorrow, if we see Roman kind of do a shoot promo on this list, it would be surprising at all. Because he definitely deserves that number one spot. I honestly think so. And like I said, I'm not taking no credit from, away from Seth Rollins because he is a great heel. He, he, he definitely is good on the mic. You know, he, he can perform. He can do it all. But I don't think it's good enough for a number one spot. You gotta put Roman up there. Roman, guys, he isn't even on the list. For top heels. I mean that that's telling you something. He ain't number one, number two, or number three, so what's that what does that mean? Because he is above these three names right now. So I, I feel like not putting him <clears throat> excuse me, not putting him on the list at all is a little silly to me. Because we all know who the top heel is. And that should be your world champion. The guy of the company, Roman Reigns. The guy who has fought to get to the top. But, a list is a list. You know, we have our own opinions. But this isn't just any list. This is WWE's list. So if Roman isn't the top heel on this list, where does he rank? Is my question. Are we going to see another list later? Or is this the only list we're going to see because where does Roman Reigns rank? I'm hoping that WWE, they place him, you know, ahead of these other heels. At least I hope that's the way they look at him. Being a double champion, being their top guy of the company. But I don't know, given this list. Because like I said, you know, this list is surprising given that Cody Rhodes is your, one of your top baby faces on this list. But Roman Reigns isn't nowhere to be found when it comes to top heels. But anyway, enough with the rant, I guess. 
Coming in at number two is Kevin Owens. Now, I agree with this one. Because Kevin Owens is an excellent heel. He does great, and I, I, I love Kevin Owens as a heel. Because Kevin Owens definitely knows how to piss you off. The work he did with Stone Cold at WrestleMania, I thought was great. I think that could really elevate, elevate Owens as a heel going forward. But to be honest, you know, I'm hoping that this feud that he has with Ezekiel, a.k.a. Elias, goes somewhere. I'm hoping that this feud is decent because it's a little confusing right now with, you know, Elias having this identity crisis. I don't know where this, this feud is going. I will say it's interesting. And I will say Kevin Dillon, Kevin Owens is playing his part well and trying to get this over and make this work. And Elias or Ezekiel, whatever the hell you want to call him, is doing well. And while I will say that I was very confused the first week that I saw this, I'm a little more intrigued in, into seeing what happens now. You know, I kind of want to see where they go with this, you know. Will we ever see Elias with his old gimmick again? It doesn't seem like that. You know, will we get Ezekiel from now on? And if we do get Ezekiel, what type of character is he going to be? Is this is this all we get, you know, with the Ezekiel character? Because with the Elias character, you know, we had him playing guitar and singing and and being a heel. And with this Ezekiel, we're not really seeing much, but uh, you know, a guy in tights, with an amazing physique, not really nothing special about him. Other than he's Elias's younger brother Ezekiel, <laughs> um, but there's really not much to go by. You know, it's funny that, that I mentioned this this storyline with Kevin Owens and and Elias because Ezekiel <laughs> he actually put on Twitter a clearly photoshopped picture of him and Elias. And people on Twitter were actually believing that maybe, just maybe, Elias and Ezekiel are actually twins. And that this could actually be a legit thing. So, I, I just found that funny because you can clearly see it is photoshopped and it is you know it, it's not legit but the fact that people were falling for this it, it was funny but you got to give credit to whoever photoshopped this because it's decent work right but to get anybody to believe this is absurd And I don't think 
we're supposed to take this feud seriously. I, I, I don't really know what they're doing with this. I don't know where this is going to go. But I am pretty intrigued to see what's going to happen. It is intriguing, guys. I will say that. But like I said, guys, having Kevin Owens coming at number two is great. I think Kevin Owens has been a great heel from the start when he came up from the main roster. I didn't care for his baby face run. I think having him as a heel is perfect. So coming having him coming in at number two, I think is right. And I do think he could be a top heel someday. I, I do think he is one of their top heels on the main roster right now. So coming in at number two is Kevin Owens. Coming in at number three is Edge and Damian Priest. Um, this, okay, I will say, if we are booking heels, I would say Edge. Now, the list says Edge and Damian Priest, but if I'm putting my top heels on the list, it's going to be just Edge, not Damian Priest. Because Edge, we all know, is a heel, a good heel from his past. We've seen him as a heel. And he's doing well with this heel gimmick now. I honestly don't really care for Damien Priest as a heel. I, I, I don't find... The, the appeal with him. So I, I, I really don't see why he is ranked on this list when it should be just Edge. Because we all know what Edge can do in the ring. We all know how good he is on the mic. So putting him on this list makes sense, but putting him with Priest just doesn't make sense. If I'm putting Priest on this list, I want to see more from Priest. I want to see more promos. Because they're putting him on this list with your top heels, and the guy didn't even have, didn't even have a match at WrestleMania. So having him on this list to me is a little absurd. Because he's really not that good of a heel. I think he was better as a babyface, but than anything. But I, I do like the fact they paired him with Edge. Um, Hopefully, with the next coming weeks, we do see more of this feud. I feel like this wouldn't be a top heel, you know. Well, I, I don't. I don't think that putting these guys, Edge and Priest, on a list of your top heels is a good idea. But putting them in a list of your top heel factions would be, because I think the top two factions right now. For heels are the Bloodline, the Usos, and Roman Reigns. And this Edge and Priest stuff, it could be a top heel, you know, coming to number two. It could be a top heel faction or a stable. And you could have the New Day as your top babyface 
stable or whatever. Um, so I, if I'm putting them in a list, I'm I'm doing what I just said, you know, and, and having them as a stable, their top, a top heel stable group. But that's just me, you know. Not the booker, I'm just a fan. <laughs> but uh, that's what I would do. I, like I said, though, I want to see more from Priest. Because I feel like we just haven't seen enough from Priest yet to put him on a list anywhere. Call me biased, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, in the women's division. We have your top baby face. And coming in at number one, rightfully so, is Bianca Blair. And I wouldn't picture anybody more deserving than Bianca Blair. Because she deserves it, right? She has been the top baby face since the beginning. And I've said in the beginning she would be a world champion. And she's doing great. And, I, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Bianca Blair fan. I think the stuff she's doing with Becky Lynch is phenomenal. I am excited to see where her feud with Sonya, with Sonya Deville goes. We haven't seen Sonya Deville in a ring for so long. And I, I'm excited to see where this feud goes. Like I said, I thought the stuff she did with Becky was great. I think Becky's a great heel. And Bianca, she played her part well. She's a top baby face. And I thought Becky and Bianca... Like I said, was one of the top matches on WrestleMania. So having her come in, anything else but number one would be absurd because she definitely deserved that number one spot. So I definitely agree to put her number one because she is on top right now. And I, I, don't, I don't see anybody else more deserving than Bianca Blair right now. She's, she's killing it, guys. Anyways, coming in at number two, Alexa Bliss. This is a little surprising. Now, while I am a big Alexa Bliss fan, she hasn't been anywhere. We haven't seen her. She's disappeared. But she has recently got married, so hopefully we will see her soon. Maybe they were just waiting for a wedding to, you know, be over and done with. And then maybe they'll have her, some plans for her when she returns. Hopefully, guys. Because she, you know, returned at the elimination chamber. She's been gone ever since. So I really don't see the point in having her come in as number two on a top babyface list. We haven't really seen her. We haven't seen much of her as a babyface. We all love her. And I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss but we just haven't seen enough of her as a babyface to put her on a list anywhere. Much like Cody, we haven't really seen enough of Cody Rhodes. So I, I, I don't agree with putting her as number two. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan, I, I, but I want to see her as a babyface, and we're just not seeing that right now. So till we see something, I don't agree with that. Coming in at number three is Rhea Ripley. Now, Rhea Ripley, of course, she's doing great. I don't like her position on Monday Night Raw right now, though. And I don't think she'll be a baby face for long. I feel like she'll turn on Liv Morgan. 
and I, I definitely would place her in a top heel division. Because I, I think with her character, her gimmick, I think she would kill it as a heel. So while they're putting her in this top babyface list, I would scratch that. You know, because I, I don't see her being a, a babyface for long. I see her being a top heel. But... For now, I would say yes, she is one of their top baby faces. Hopefully we do see her turn heel soon. Because I don't think it's working for her as a baby face right now. I do think she'd benefit more being a heel with her character. Pairing her with Liv Morgan right now, I just I don't I don't think that's a good idea. I like Liv Morgan. I'm a Liv Morgan fan. But when she first came to the main roster, she was a top heel. She was main eventing. And I, I did enjoy her work. So I think she would benefit more as a heel than a baby face. <clears throat> okay, your top heels. This list is a little silly. But I do agree with number one. And that's Becky Lynch. Because like I said, her and Bianca, they tore the house down in WrestleMania. And Becky Lynch has been one of the top heels since she returned to WrestleMania. I, I think she's done excellent work. I wasn't the biggest fan of her as a baby face. But the whole man gimmick, I just I, I couldn't get behind it for some reason. But I definitely think she's done great on the mic. Her mic skills are amazing as a heel right now. She's definitely, I think, one of the top women in the division who can cut a good promo as a heel. I think she is up there. Definitely up there with Charlotte Flair when it comes to, you know, promo skills on the, on the mic. She's definitely up there. What's surprising is that Charlotte Flair isn't even on the list at number one. You would think WWE rank her a little higher, or at least coming at number two, because WWE has always been so big on Charlotte Flair. But with Becky Lynch returning, I guess Becky Lynch takes that top spot, so that's a little surprising to me because Becky Lynch... Well, excuse me, Charlotte Flair isn't even on this list at all. So seeing Becky Lynch, you know, take that top spot is is mind-blowing because I expected to see Charlotte be on this list because of how WWE has booked her over the years. But no, coming in at number one, we get Becky Lynch, and I think that's a great, uh, a great... Uh, choice, I really do. Coming in number two, Carmella. Now, I I don't agree with this. Like I said, I think it should have been Charlotte taking a number one or number two spot, but it is what it is. I just I don't agree with Carmella because honestly, um, while she is a heel, I don't think she's a top heel. And honestly, the stuff she's doing with Corey Graves right now, I think, is a little boring. She doesn't really stand out. And I'm not saying that's because she's a heel. I think she stood out more as a baby face. Carmella just seems like the type that, that, that we should cheer them boo, in my opinion. So I don't think Carmella fits this list as top heels. 
because coming in at number three is Selena, which is Carmella's tag partner, and we haven't really seen much from Selena at all. Yes, she is the queen of the ring or whatever, and I think that's maybe why they put her on the list to begin with. But other than that, she doesn't really stand out. And, you know, I think a lot of the stuff with Carmella and Zelina, I think it's a little silly. I, I, mostly, most of it I think is boring. It doesn't stand out like, you know, your Becky Lynch's or your, um, your Charlotte Flair's as heels. They don't really fit because we've seen Carmella as a baby face we know what she can do I think Mella is money as a baby face other than a heel unless she's a singles competitor because we've seen Carmella you know we've seen what she can do as a heel as a singles competitor but Zelina on the other hand eh, she's been stuck in the mid car for so long and now they they turn her heel and they give her this push but but really they they turn her queen of the ring but you know that that really doesn't mean nothing because we've seen we you know we see where she stands on the card and on TV nothing really stands out for her so putting those two on this list is a little silly You know, um, Ronda Rousey wasn't on the list. Shasha Banks wasn't on this list. Bailey wasn't on the list. So that that to me was a little surprising as well. Um, if I'm booking your top heels in the women's division, I, I would say Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and maybe Bailey taking Selena's spot, and Charlotte Flair taking Carmella's spot at number two. Because I, I think the only reason they put Selena in this group is not only because she's queen of the ring, but also because Bailey is not active right now. And if Bailey was active, I don't think Selena would be on this list, and I don't think Carmella would be on the list either. But that's just my opinion. Honestly. If Shayna Baszler was a singles competitor, I would put her as a top heel because they booked her as a top heel coming in to the main roster only to have her in the you know women's tag division. When she was with Nia Jax, now she's still in the tag division even without Jax. So if she was a singles competitor, I would definitely put her on the list because she, we know, we've seen what she can do as a heel. She could have been up there, you know, as the next Ronda Rousey, booked as a heel. But now with Rousey returning, that's not going to happen. You know, Rousey is their top baby face right now. Well, I can't say that because I don't think many people care for Rousey as a baby face. But um, Shayna Baszler definitely could have took Ronda Rousey's spot, heel or baby face, you know. Because let's be honest, we don't only really need to see Ronda Rousey in WWE, babyface or heel. I I just I'm not a Rousey fan, so you can disagree with me. You know, I definitely hear your opinions on that though. Where do you think Shayna Baszler would rank? Do you think 
that she'd be up there with Becky Lynch or, you know, Carmella or Zelina or even Charlotte Flair or Bailey at that point. So, yeah, the top heels in the women's division definitely surprised me. You know, um, Becky Lynch coming at number one, I think that's deserving, but Carmella and Zelina was a little surprising to me. Much like in the men's division, you know, having your top heel with Seth Rollins coming at number one and not Roman Reigns, I definitely think that's a little crazy. I'm hoping, you know, they they rank Roman above everyone else because, like I said, he definitely deserves it. He's worked hard as a heel. So having Roman come in, I think, would be great because he definitely is their top heel. Well, like I said, as for top factions, I would say, you know, Edge and Priest and, and the Bloodline. But you have to put the Bloodline first because we haven't seen much from Edge and Priest. And the Usos are killing it, guys. The Usos are doing so well as Hills right now. And I think having Roman by their side just makes them so much better. And I honestly can't wait to see, you know, the Usos versus Riddle and Randy as RK Bro. That match is going to be great. I honestly, I do look for Randy to maybe turn on Riddle at some point. And we could potentially get a Randy versus Riddle feud. And that could make the Usos, you know, double champs for Raw and SmackDown. Which is what I think the WWE is aiming for. You know, having Roman as a double champion and having the Usos as double champions. Making the bloodline all that more dominant and as a bigger threat which I think would be smart. As much as I love RK-Bro, I also love Randy Orton as a heel. So having Orton turn on Riddle, starting their feud, I think would be great because let's be honest, Roman Reigns has not faced anybody like Randy Orton. Now, they, well, it could be Hilbert. Like, I, don't, I don't see them booking Hill versus Hill. So, you know, in order to make Randy versus Roman work, if that ever does happen, Randy would have to be the babyface because they are not going to turn Roman, you know, babyface just for a match like that. But I feel like down the line, we will get a Roman versus Randy feud. Maybe this feud here with the Usos, maybe that will lead to a Roman versus Randy feud down the line. But in order to do that, you have to break up RK-Bro. Because Randy Orton is holding a title right now. So, I'm starting to feel like this maybe will lean towards a Randy versus Roman feud. There's a lot of people that could be ahead of Randy to get a title shot right now. We could see a lot more feuds before we get to a Randy versus Roman feud which is fine because the more they build up Roman, the better he looks. So that's that's completely fine. But I, I just want to see Roman, not, not Roman, excuse me, I want to see Randy as a heel. 
I love Randy as a heel. I think that's when he does his best work. He really connects with the crowd. And while I like Randy as a babyface, you know, I prefer him as a heel. I think Riddle is doing great as a babyface. Now there is a scenario that Riddle turns on Randy, you know, and Riddle turns heel on Randy, but let's be honest, I don't see them keeping Randy's a baby face for much longer. Because once they drop their titles, unless they beat the Usos and surprisingly become double champions, there's not really much for Randy to um to do in the tag division. So eventually they you know they could turn him heel. Because what would be left for him to accomplish after becoming a double champion, if that even happens? Because the way things are going right now, we definitely could see the Usos become double champions. Making the Bloodline and Roman, especially, look all that much better going forward. Because it definitely seems like they are, you know, they, they want to make Roman and his family the top faction in the company. And that's that's benefiting both Roman and the Usos as well. So you can't argue with that. But I honestly can't wait for this match. I cannot wait for RK Bro and the Usos to finally step in the ring. They teased it this Monday. And they basically started off their feud. So this is definitely going to be exciting. I did also read... Earlier that we are going to get a Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey 2 at Backlash. I'm not thrilled about this match, but it is what it is. I also read that we will be getting Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at some point. Like, I'm not Again, I'm not too thrilled about this feud. As, you know, McIntyre, he's kind of, you know, went down in the card. But in order to get a big match like Randy and Roman, you have to build Roman up and have him face McIntyre. And if they are saving, you know, Roman and Randy for a later date, then having Roman face like somebody like McIntyre isn't a big deal. Or having him feud with somebody like McIntyre, you know, is fine until we get Roman versus Randy, if that happens. Which I've heard, maybe, you know, we could get a match like that in the next few months or so. Because if anybody's going to, you know, tie the streak of Ric Flair or even beat the streak of Ric Flair, it should be Randy Orton to join that list, you know, with the likes of Cena and Ric Flair. So I definitely feel like Randy Orton should be the one to do it if he is going to be the one. I, I feel like he should be at least a 16-time world champion. He'll wear baby face. I don't care. You know, he definitely should be the one to do it. But that's my review, guys. That's my view of this list. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode. I don't know if you guys agree with this list or not. I want to hear your thoughts on what you guys think of WWE's top heels and top baby faces. So sound off in the comments, guys. You know. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. But I want to thank you all for listening. Like I said, I want to thank you guys for 
giving me that first sponsor and giving me that opportunity to give you guys some new episodes. Thank you guys for hearing my opinions and listening every week and tuning in. So I hope you all have a blessed day. Tune in next week for a new episode. God bless you. Good night.